and I went and I sat in my room and I kind of just broke down. Like I didn't really understand how to comprehend the situation, how to understand anything that was going on. I'm prepping myself for this weekend because um, I'm working a 13 hour shift on the 4th of July, which is going to be miserable. Oh. So yeah, pray Whoa. for me. It's only, it'll only be miserable if you keep saying it's going to be miserable. Okay. It'll but still be no pretty way, bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, I, it, it could, it could be less miserable if you don't dwell on it. Yeah. That's what I'm telling myself. And I also had this idea because the sound system um, where I work at Tropical Smoothie is completely down. So it's a very small store and it's very quiet and awkward oh that's so, so awkward yeah like the sound just doesn't work and it's it is like awkward if you go in the front these customers are just standing there in silence so i'm gonna bring in my speaker and i'm just gonna start playing some stuff and hope that there's not a problem to? with it i don't know i'm doing it though because it's just I don't see why not. You're going to flex your just... music taste? Yeah. I'll play some <laughs> Mac Miller. I'll like, I'll play a whole lot of stuff. You can play a lot of stuff for 13 hours. So 13 hours? I'll start playing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I'm kidding. I will Play her podcast intro song, which you guys <laughs> heard the... the last episode. We finally got it on there. Sounds cool. Working on the video aspect of it. Don't know how I'm going to do it yet. Probably have to pay someone to do it, but yeah to get the video yeah because i don't like, know how to do that kind of stuff oh like i mean the, i could learn but i don't really have time there's so many people that do video fiverr all the time fiverr what, you know is what fiverr is no you don't know what fiverr is no no i don't it's just a thing where you pay like artists to do stuff oh okay and yeah no like, there's so many people that do video edits we've actually had a video edit for this <laughs> stop, podcast stop, stop. <laughs> guys we have a very special <laughs> guest he is a high school friend, old high school friend, our new co-host, newest addition to the show, a sports, a professional sports better, um, sports enthusiast, especially like hockey and stuff, student of FIU in Miami. Please welcome to the table, Thomas Bellello, aka Tommy B. Let's go. Tommy B757. How you doing? Good. I'm glad you called me a special guest. I haven't recorded five episodes already. <laughs> yeah. Special guest. Very special guest. Here we are. Yeah, it's going to be all about Thomas this episode. Oh boy. So we're putting him in the hot seat. Hot seat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Nervous a little bit, actually. Really? Speak, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. actually? A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, talk about, it's weird thinking about talking about only yourself. I don't yeah, know. I feel that. How about, speaking of hot seat. Would you ever like to go on hot ones? Oh, oh my God. What I, is that? You don't know what hot ones is? No. I feel like every time we say, I could pull up so many clips of us saying. We'll do a compilation. Yeah, it. it's just you saying that exact what? phrase in the exact tone. <laughs> What's what, is it? Mayweather? what is that? Okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> I got flamed I by that. that. Like, did okay. you see my comment? I was like, I'm so humiliated. No, I didn't. It's not even humiliating. But no, oh, I got funny. flamed go. by, by that. By who? my boyfriend okay that <laughs> whatever oh, man. i my, i heard my parents watching the episode downstairs and then i just heard <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing yeah um all right hot ones <laughs> um they take like celebrities and they interview celebrities but during the interview they'll have chicken wings lined up and they'll progressively get like hotter sauces on them 
so he'll eat them and then like towards the end these guys are just dying from i would love to do it though wait okay. so why like what's the point it's just a cool, just interview. A cool interview it's a cool format to chris evans right that's, i don't that, even know his name i think that's his name oh so you just yeah. eat the chicken wings yeah and but the, his questions are like really really deep and and yeah. they, people always say he's one of the best interviewers so that is, there is, is out it there. if you don't like want to answer a question you eat a chicken wing no, no you, you just, just keep going it's like, like because you'll eat them with you it's just it's kind of it's kind of like I've done um, with so many celebrities it's like jeff wittick's haircut that's a different format now um, we got um what's the short dude short comedian i hate to acknowledge him by that but big nick no the short comedian <laughs> i have no the idea vi- the short guy I don't, I don't know who you're talking the short about. guy does the ice bath interviews Dude, the only short comedian there is. Like, if you think short celebrity, that's who you think of. Danny DeVito. No. <laughs> short, that's who I think yeah. of. <laughs> short comedian. Um, It's not showing up. There we go. This guy, Kevin Hart. Oh, my God, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. But, yeah, he has, like, an ice bath one where you go in an ice bath and then oh, like, there's an interview. I have seen that. Yeah, those are the only ones I've seen. There might, There's probably so many more. But, like, there's some, like, eating ones, like food trucks. Hmm. The hot ones is definitely the coolest. Hot ones though. is the best interview hot show. Hot ones is the de- For best sure. interview show. For sure. So, Thomas. So, Michael. What do you do on your free time? No, like, so I work at um, a local country club big country club guy not really uh but yeah i uh you know i play a lot of video games watch a lot of sports i mean video I'm, games you still play yeah. video games what honestly i do uh I, but i play sports games like i don't play yeah with people and stuff it's just a lot of the time i'll work 6 a.m to 1 p.m and i'll come home and i'll be really tired and it's i just kind of want to chill and or i'll work you know noon to 8 30 9 o'clock and i want to come home and i'm not going to go out after that because i'm tired so you know, just play some video games or turn on the TV, watch some sports. Um, I, I watch every sporting event. Like three weeks from today, the Olympics starts for two weeks in a row. I'm just going to be watching the Olympics nonstop 24-7. Is there a sport that you don't like or you don't watch? No. Really? I watch every sport. I, if there's a sport on TV, I'll watch it. College sports, football, basketball, hockey. How about all the niche sports? Like, do you watch bowling? I, I do. I, I'm not <laughs> no. going to. Do you it watch gymnastics? I, I have watched gymnastics. Like, I'm not actively But, I mean, yeah, there's gymnastics. there's so many sports so, I mean, to watch. I, the same thing with bowling. Like, I'm not actively going to go watch yeah. bowling. But the other day, I was – it was probably less than two weeks ago. It was – there was a uh, football game on – or not a football game. There's a basketball game on, and they went to a commercial. So, I was just scrolling through the channels, and I saw professional bowling, and I turned it on. And this guy was about to bowl a perfect game. So, I was like, I have to watch this. And he hit three strikes in a row to uh, bowl the perfect game. I have the video saved on my phone. Is that hard for a professional bowl, bowler to bowl a perfect game? I think they said it was like the 27th or 28th one televised before. Uh, so it's so I mean, it's, it's rare. Like it's really rare, but it's not. It's not like hole in one rare. Yeah. But it's not easy. No, not easy. Gotcha. And you suck at bowling, right? Yeah, I'm pretty terrible at bowling. Is there any sports that you actively do? Just golf now. I golf a lot. Um, I played baseball my whole life growing up. So. Oh, yeah. You have played baseball. Yeah, baseball was good. Uh, so All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound like the uncle at Thanksgiving, but my um, <laughs> going into my sophomore year of high school, I was playing in a uh, summer league, and I was catching, and uh, it's just like a freak play, but this kid threw the ball home, and I jumped up to catch it, and this kid was coming down third. He was like 6'2", 220, an enormous kid, ran into me full speed, uh, broke my shoulder, my scapula, my jaw. Uh, I think I punk. I mean, I broke like a rib or two. And I was out for like eight and a half months, and I never really recovered from that. Wow. So I was pr- I was pretty good. I mean, I still I still was good at baseball. I, I was 
um, batted 400 my sophomore year. Uh, senior year, I, I didn't really do that well, but uh, yeah, I was all right until that happened. Dang. I feel like that's like injuries like that. Did, did that take a mental toll on you? Oh, definitely. Because I mean, I, I tried to rush back into it because obviously you don't want to be sitting out and missing a lot of time. All I wanted to do was just go back and play. And so every time I would try and go and play, I couldn't even throw a ball anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then just feels bad. Yeah, you just and then feel you like get shit FOMO. About yeah. So do you think because of that you kind of like grew as a person because you couldn't do baseball anymore, so you like expanded? Yeah. Did you go into any other hobbies because of that? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Around that time, obviously, I started doing like physical therapy and stuff to like regain everything, and I I got into, you know, like working out and lifting and stuff, and I know that that helped me get into good shape. Like that injury got me in better shape as a you know physically um but then i kind of fell out of that and and you know it was on and off i i don't really know because i was struggling with it mentally a lot like i don't think people understand unless you've been through like kind of a similar situation how much it really does affect you because you go from doing something every single day and like that's your dreams that's your goals and then it's kind of just gone like that i had the opportunity to go play d3 or juco college baseball like at a really small school but i i looked at myself and i was like do i want to waste four years kind of hating my life at a small school or do I want to go experience, you know? Yeah. Where do people in D3, D2, what do they, they when, when you go to a sport in college, what's usually the plan after? Is they, it to go professional or is it just... That's the thing. I, I mean, did I want to go play at, uh, you know, a, a small school with a thousand people in West Virginia and then kind of be stuck with no degree that means anything and, and be screwed for life and just say that I played baseball for four more years? I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. Obviously, you get your degree, but... And what are you um, getting your degree in right now? I'm doing economics, so my, my uh, major's economics, and then I started my pre-law certificate uh, last semester, so I'll finish that up either this semester or next semester. And then uh, the plan's to go to law school, uh, law do, con- school. do cool. contract law, and then become a sports agent. So I still, I obviously still love sports, so I'm combining. You know, I never got the chance to keep playing sports, but I can combine, you know, economics and sports and do something are you gonna go straight into law school take a break Uh, i mean hopefully i'll go straight into it um i don't really plan on taking a gap year maybe a gap semester like one semester off kind of you know recuperate gather gather myself and understand uh you know my plans and my goals and stuff like that so and are you a school guy do you like school like (laughs) not like the social aspect of it but literal school i love learning as I, I mean, I've talked about it on this podcast. I watch so many videos about just random topics where I learn stuff. I mean, I enjoy my my thing is I have to be super into a topic to want to, you know, learn about it. I can't show up to my SLS class, which is like your first year experience class at 8 a.m. on a Monday because I just didn't care about it. You know what I mean? It was a class where they would go in there and they would teach you like note taking skills. And I'm <laughs> I'm 19 years old, bro. I'm a freshman in college. If you don't know how to take notes, then why are you here? I couldn't go to a class like that. Mm-hmm. But my class, like statistics and stuff, I'll, I'll go to statistics class and I'll actively engage in it and I'll talk to the philosophy, I'll talk to the teachers and I'll get involved in conversation and stuff like that, yeah. I do enjoy some of the schooling aspect. And like growing up, were you a good kid in school? <laughs> so I I remember um, I was always, like grade-wise, was always always on top of things. I was really good with grades, but... um. When I was a really young kid, I think first or second grade, they made me go to like anger management classes on Tuesdays at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. They would take me out of class and they'd be like, all right, you got to go to the uh, what is it, the school counselor and take anger management classes. Um, 
because I guess I was such an angry little kid. I was never a troublemaker. I was never a kid that, you know, got in trouble. I didn't ever have a detention in middle school or high school. Never got a referral, never got suspended. Um, but yeah, I think I was a little bit of a bully in fourth and fifth grade just because... <laughs> I think I've been the same exact height I, I am right now since I was in fifth grade. Oh my gosh, yeah. what the heck? I stopped growing after like fifth grade. It pissed me off. So like, what do you think your younger self would think of you now? Um, Wow. I, I think, I guess it's such a cliche answer, but I think that I would be really surprised with how my life had went because obviously, like I said, my entire goal growing up was to be, you know, a professional athlete. And, and I don't think that um, academics and really focusing on, uh, a career and, and personal growth instead of athletics was ever in the plan. So I think I would be surprised at that. But I think at the same time, I I would be proud of myself and, you know, how far I've come and, you know, the, the relationships I've made and, and the things I've done in my life because I really have, um, you know, had opportunities and stuff that I've taken advantage of. And I feel like I'm at a good place for only being 20 years old. Yeah. So you said you wanted to be a professional athlete. Did yeah. you take, did you say that or did you, were you taking steps to do so? Or is that just like a yeah, dream I, kind of? Um, it's actually funny because my mom was cleaning out the garage probably a couple months ago and she came in my room and she handed me this little book um, that we all made at the end of second grade. And it had like a recap of the year and all the units we did. So there's pictures of us during the, um, you know, ancient Egypt unit we did like in a little archaeological dig. And during the economics unit, like we made a little restaurant in the classroom, but it had a little um, profile about yourself and it said, I want to be a professional baseball player. So even when I was in second grade, that was always the goal. That's cool. Yeah. So how about now? What's your dream kind of? Yeah. What's your goal? Or I, what's not end goal because there's never an end goal, but big goal. Um, I, I think my big thing now is I just want people to like know my name. I want, I want to, I don't care about being famous but i want to be remembered for something i don't kind of want to just go with the wind and then when i die like that's it i want to leave some sort of legacy i want to have you know some sort of impact on the world positively obviously but then that would be the big thing for me that's interesting because i had a question a few episodes ago and i was saying would you rather have like the money yeah or the fit, I, like I would the, prefer the name. money right I would well fame here's the thing <laughs> and you said the money I said the money because the fame thing is I don't want my life to be intruded on by people and I don't want to be famous in the sense that I'm a celebrity where like I'm going paparazzi. out in paparazzi yeah. and my life is being ruined but if I'm like I want to have a legacy I think legacy and fame are different I want to have an imprint on the world yeah, I guess. Oh, I, I mean, it gets, depends what scene you're in. Because, yeah. like, yeah. you can be... There's people that are famous and don't get bumped. If you're talking about... I'm not talking about, like, social... No, no, I'm I not know. talking specifically, like, social media fame. Because my thing about, is... Like, t textbooks and stuff. Yeah, my... um, I, I'm going to say fame here only because I don't... I've never, my entire life, seen a future where I, I wasn't rich. I don't know. It's weird. I just... I've never envisioned myself in any other position than being, like, financially successful mm -hmm. by any means necessary. It's going to happen. And I've always literally since I was a little kid manifested that, believed in that and been 100% true to myself in that no matter what happens, I will make it financially. No questions. Mm -hmm. Are you into manifesting stuff? Like speaking into things in existence? It's or are you more of a don't say it? It's not going to happen. I'm definitely say saying my... I, in, if you're asking me to compare them, I'm definitely more of a manifest say it, it's going to happen guy. But I don't, I don't know how uh, true speaking something into existence is you know what i mean but i know i know like writing things there's actually a statistic that you're like 
your goals. Yeah, yeah there's like it's there's a big like a percentage, significant percent, significant percent that yeah. you are more likely to succeed it if you like write them regularly. You're really. holding yourself accountable, kind of. Yeah, thing. and even if yeah. it isn't real, like this, why wouldn't you do it? Right. Yeah. No, I definitely think that I I've been that guy to speak my goals. I I don't really ever uh, claim to be a humble person. Like I flaunt my successes, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I think that it's important to you know portray yourself as who you are and, and what you've done and if people don't like that then honestly I say fuck them I, <laughs> if I'm successful in something and you're not happy that I'm successful in something then there's no reason for you to be in my life anyway so like kind of on the other side of that do you have any regrets um I it's a tough question because obviously hindsight is 2020 and you can look back on a lot of things in life and say you know I could have done this different or I could have you know, been here and, and my life would be completely different. But uh, I don't think I have any regrets in the sense that I would actually wish I didn't do something because I can always find a positive from any situation and, mm -hmm. and use that to grow personally, uh, use that to further myself in some aspect. Even even if at the time it seems like the worst thing in the world, you can always look back and be like, well, it happened. It happened for a reason, which is so mm -hmm. cliche, but it's true. It kind of reminds me of what we were talking about in that other episode with the butterfly flat yeah, effect exactly. and how there's like a million different paths you could take Definitely. if you do like one thing. Yeah, you can always like connect the dots look, looking back but never forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, makes I, sense. I definitely. Um, regrets though, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's a couple of spots in my life where if I, I wish, because I, I think after college I definitely become a nicer person where like I'm more, um, you know, accepting of other people and I'm more open to other people and stuff. I kind of wish I was like that earlier because I did get kind of a bad reputation in high school. I'm sure, you know, I was I was an asshole guy. Like, Yeah, so why do you think that is? Because um, I never like had a problem with you, but a lot of people did. Um, I mean, I was very open about political beliefs in high school and I was conservative, uh, you know, more conservative guy in, in a school that was obviously very, very liberal. Um, and, you know, that's fine. Like, I, I understand that differentiating political opinions can cause um you know conflict especially at a, a younger age like that when you're 16 or 17 and you're so vocal about what you believe um and i was you know i was obviously on the baseball team and, and the baseball team kind of had a reputation as just being assholes just because you know that's how it was and i kind of put myself into all these groups that all had their own individual stereotypes of being you know jerks to people being bad people that I don't really know how to use another word besides that and I was in so many different groups like that that people just saw me and they're like fuck this guy which is weird because I feel like a lot of people that did give me a chance and people that had the opportunity to talk to me and you know we had conversations didn't have a single problem with me but yeah and most so most of the people that were talking shit about you were people that didn't know you right yeah so how do you think you've changed from like high school to now if anything um yeah, my, my senior year of high school, actually, I'll just talk about this tattoo because this tattoo is what changed my life forever. So that's um, April 21st, 2019, uh, Easter Sunday, and my family was down from New York, and I got a call from my cousin, because uh, my, my sisters, I have two sisters, uh, Brooke, who's 18, about to be 19, and then Caroline, who is 15, and uh, they were going down to the park. And uh, I, I got a call from my cousin. I was like, I need you to come down here now. Like Caroline's on the pool and I mean on the ground in like a pool of blood bleeding everywhere. And I was like, I mean, that's a joke. Like, why would you say something like that? And five minutes later, ambulances, fire trucks, police cars just flying past my house. And I run outside. And the last thing I remember seeing is my sister on a stretcher going in an ambulance. And I went and I sat in my room 
and I kind of just broke down. Like I didn't really understand how to comprehend the situation, how to understand anything that was going on. And I went to the hospital that night and, you know, I looked at my sister hooked up to machines, blood coming out of her eyes, nose, ears, literally every hole in her body. And the doctor said she had a 13% chance to live. And I don't know, it changed my life forever. Like you don't really understand how important people are and your family are until you're close to losing somebody. And I remember for two weeks straight going hospital to school to baseball practice to the hospital just two weeks straight. And, um, you know, it's it's a miracle because she did end up making a full recovery. Like she's completely fine now. But um, that day uh, changed literally every single thing about me. And I, I'm just I'm open with people like I care about people. I tell people I love them. I tell people I care about them. Um, you know, that, that was that was what changed everything for me. And that was my senior year of high school. So. That was the. Do you want to talk about like what happened like during that? Like what happened? I don't. That? I don't know the full story. All I know is that um, she kind of like fell out of the car somehow and hit her head on the on the concrete. Um, and is this your older sister? Or your no, it's Caroline. She's um, okay. She must have been. She was thirteen at the time, I guess. So yeah. So, I wasn't there when it happened. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about one regret I have in life, it's probably that I I didn't react to that quicker because I thought my cousin was joking with me. I actually thought it was a joke. I thought he was trying mm-hmm. to like prank me. Yeah. Or I wish that I I would have just been there to make sure that that didn't happen. But so how does that affect the way you go about like your relationships and stuff, all your social life? I'm just so I'm just so open with people because I was closed off. I was an asshole. I ha- obviously had this reputation of of being an asshole, and I've tried to change that with everybody in my life, even my family. I, I'm so close with my family now. Like. Me and Brooke had a terrible relationship. There was a point in time where me and Brooke's relationship was so bad that even though our rooms were right next to each other, we didn't speak for six months. I would see her in the hall. We wouldn't even speak to each other. Like, that's how bad it was. And then that day happened, and and me and Brooke will hang out together. Like, we'll just chill, and and our relationship has changed so much. But, I mean, I I went to Miami, and I saw that as an opportunity to be who I I wanted to be and, and be a different person because I didn't have to carry that stereotype or that image with me down there and i i mean i have so many close friends in miami like i love everybody down there it's just awesome because i've had the opportunity to really start the new life that i don't think i had a chance to here yeah so you say you wanted to start a new reputation stuff when you go down to miami but obviously you've seen some people still hold you to a certain stereotype yeah on the internet yes so I what have. do you think about that's that? interesting um I mean, it's the same kind of story, obviously. Yep, I'm a white guy. I'm in a frat. I get this bad reputation uh, solely based on that because, I mean, Greek life has a a really bad reputation in the United States, which, I mean, I could say is justified. I'm not going to say it's not justified in at least some aspects. But, um, I mean, I, I feel like I've used my position in Greek life to do good things. My very first semester, I, um, I ran in a pageant for AKIO. I raised over like $2,000 in two weeks for domestic violence awareness. Uh, my fraternity has raised probably with all the events we've done close to $20,000 for children's hospitals. Like I, I think people look at Greek life and they see party frat guy, you know, they, they have all these negative connotations, but they don't see the positives that we do. It's like when, when did the chess team raise $20,000 for, you know, children's hospitals? They didn't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> what organizations on your campus are out there actively doing good for philanthropic causes. I mean, I get it. You you see the parties and stuff and, and you don't really see what goes on internally. You don't see 
the things that we do that are actually benefiting the community, but they're there. You just have to look at them. So like going into Greek life after like, obviously everyone sees Greek life and frats and they think of like hazing and drinking, partying. How are you able to like go into that knowing all that and associating with a frat and then being in one? So my thing is ZBT, my fraternity, completely non-hazing, non-pledging. It's not allowed. There, There is none, absolutely zero. And I'll say that like, wholeheartedly we did not have any pledging any hazing none zero it's not accepted um and the thing about that is too you never have to do anything if you want to rush any fraternity like you want to rush sigma chi you want to rush beta like you you might experience some sort of like hazing or pledging but you don't have to go through with that and if and if at any point you're um at a at a place where you don't like it you can just leave like you can nobody's forcing you to do anything and and you obviously may think that's probably not true, but it is um, because it's illegal to haze. It's a federal crime. You'll go to jail for it. So if at, at some point you have these pressures or you have people like forcing you to do something or trying to force you to do something, you just just leave. I mean, I don't know. Do you really think that's true? Because people I feel like if someone were to leave, I would imagine like everyone's pressuring you. And if you're like the only person that wants to leave and then you try to leave, not you don't get I don't assume that you get physically forced to stay, but there's definitely like a pressure. Yeah. I mean, obviously I can't speak on it because I don't know. I I wouldn't know that situation. I wouldn't know, um, you know, the details of something like that. But I I think at least my experience in Greek life with my entire fraternity, I haven't met anybody um, at FIU who would, would do something like that. You know, I think a lot the, the vast majority of people in Greek life are people that are good people, that they're there to form real relationships. They're there to encourage you to grow as a person and, and do things like that, you know, benefit your community, go out there, do things. And uh, I, I feel like that's probably similar across a lot of places. But Have you ever been in the position where you're at a party or something and you see a brother do something bad and you had to like, like react to it or anyway uh no because like i said we probably i mean not probably we wouldn't take somebody who had um character issues like that like you do have to have good character because we have a full rush week where you get to know the brothers you get to um have conversations with people and you have to know everybody and if if there was a question about your integrity or your character or if you were going to do something like that you wouldn't be in in our fraternity in the first place and if i did see somebody do that and i'm sure 99 percent of people will say the same thing you would get fucked up you would get your ass beat. And if I if that happened at a party, you're dropped instantly and you're probably reported to the police. End of story. At least at least in my fraternity. On the other side of things, you like Steve will do it. Steve will do it yeah. guy. Like <laughs> big Steve will, big Steve will do it guy. He's the definition. When of, did you find out about him? And why do you oh like man. him so much? When I found out about Nelk probably like two years ago. Um I think that was even before Steve was in Nelk, but he's always been like this internet presence, just doing crazy shit. Like, I don't know, he chugged like four four locos. He would tape four forties to each hand and then drink them and shotgun and twenty four white claws in ten minutes or something like that. Like he's always just, and obviously that stuff is crazy. That's not something that normal people are gonna do, but it's just this. Um, I, I guess it's shock factor, which is so cool because he's doing stuff obviously that teenage guys or college guys do like we do that at college. We sit there and we drink and we, you know, obviously we gamble and shit like that. Um, but he is, he's like the Mecca of frat guy. I don't really know what to say. He really is. He's like the embodiment of frat. 
So would you say like you admire him? <laughs> I would say that he is my favorite internet celebrity. Cause I mean, I don't know if I want to be Steve will do it. He's so wild and stuff, but like he's pretty fucking awesome. That's cool. Have you tried his, their new drink? I haven't. It's not available in Virginia. Yeah. Apparently it's very hard to find. Yeah. What is it? They released a seltzer. Seltzer, yeah. And I mean, obviously people aren't going to trash their seltzer in their videos, but all the reviews on it are like really good. It's not in like a skinny can like like this. Not a skinny can. It's in like a beer can. It's called Happy Dad. And apparently it's not, it doesn't have like a strong seltzer flavor. You know what I mean? Like White Claw tastes like seltzer. Apparently this doesn't. It's not like really bubbly or fizzly. Fizzly? Something like that. <laughs> fizzy? It's pretty fizzy. Fizzy, yeah. <laughs> fizzly. Fizzly. Uh, no, it, it's pretty smooth. It's like a, a smooth um, gotcha. seltzer. I, wonder, I do want to try it though. I wonder if they're ever going to open like physical places branded by Like notes. a Happy Dad store? No, or like, like a, a milk store. Be I wouldn't be surprised. They're, be they're great. growing so fast. It's actually crazy. Like their brand is just so big now. Yeah, col- you can't go on a college campus and be like, "Do you know who Nelk is?" And no, and nobody's gonna say. Yeah, no. everyone knows Nelk. Yeah, like their synergy map is like the map of all their branding and stuff of income and whatever their business model is. It's huge, and like there's a potential for it to go even broader. Like. These two guys, Colin Samir, they break down like internet um, characters and their business, like in the creator economy. And they opened up all the possibilities for them, like opening a bar and then like possibly having those drinks at the bar. And there's just a whole world for it other than just the ad revenue, which they can't, which they aren't getting. Cause, oh, yeah, they get no ad revenue. Because the, they get demonetized. YouTube demonetizes all their videos. <laughs> But yeah, they pull lots of views. A lot of views. Yeah. Do merch drops and everything. Like their their market is is huge, but it's also untapped at the same they did world tour. A literal world tour. Doing what? They would just go to they were in uh Amsterdam, they were in Barcelona, Berlin, Rome, like filming YouTube videos, uh meeting fans and stuff. And then they went to South America and they were in like they did this video where they went deep into the Amazon rainforest and they were meeting like tribes and shit like, i don't know it, it's crazy the things that they do mm-hmm. so, so this is not your first podcast on it's not my first podcast it's my first group podcast because we briefly mentioned it um because i love to talk obviously like you know i i do i enjoy um speaking i think i have a pretty good voice for i guess radio or podcasting uh so there was one day when i just bought a microphone on amazon and i sat down and i posted on my instagram story i was like what do you guys want to hear me talk about? And people responded with, you res- You responded with a couple questions. And so I just kind of sat there and in one take, I ran through a bunch of questions. I gave my opinions on things and, and I posted it. It actually got pretty good um, feedback. You know, there was obviously probably not as big as this one. Not, mm-hmm. not as big yeah, as Yeah, I watched it. I watched one. it. I listened um, to it. You know, people were texting me. They're like, yo, you're pretty good at this. Um, I, I enjoy listening to you speak. You should get like guests on and stuff. And then I just kind of faded out with it because I didn't have you know, the time or the, the effort to put into it. But, um, I'm going to start up another one when I move back down to Miami. So about what sports podcast, probably going to be, I mean, obviously there will be some, some other conversations mixed in there. Uh, but I think that's solo. No, I'm actually going to do it with one of my buddies, Drake. Um, Drake, Drake. Yeah. His name is Drake. Drake? Like (laughs) Drake. Aubrey Graham. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to do it with my buddy, Drake. Um, I, mean, I think sports is my area of expertise. Like obviously, as you said, I watch pretty much everything all all the time, so I know a lot about it. I understand. Um, Are you into fighting? 
MMA. I've recently got into like MMA and boxing and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's so primal. It's crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's there's something about it that it just like so exhilarating watching people yeah, beat each other. It's literally it's weird, like, right? It's modern, the modern day, day gladiators. gladiators. Yeah, yeah, they're literally fighting, and then they could get messed up so badly. Like, it's have crazy. you seen the, the Usman fight? The leg? Yes, I have. And and that's was a, that did that I show video you that? You showed me where his leg. Did I like, show? Yeah. yeah, that was uh, so gross. It's brutal, uh, but there's something about it. Like you can't stop watching it, right? Yeah, I've watched yeah. that clip fifty <laughs> I've watched times. It. Every time I like talk to t- think about it, I show no, whoever's in so the room. Scary. It's, it's so scary. It's so scary. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, these two MMA fighters. They're one guy. He kicked the other guy's shin, and then he like his shin broke Ugh. forward yeah so like if this is his shin it broke like this and then he didn't know so when he was going to plant his foot down to stand again on two feet it just collapsed yeah. collapsed he stood in the middle of his broken ah, shin. dude imagine just the pain for like mm. how you're gonna oh, feel that pain forever your and adrenaline dude, they're gonna have to put that back into place that was I mean, so obviously gross. had emergency surgery, I'm sure, but like, oh, it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the knockouts though are cr- like you see spinning heel kicks to the face and like knees to the chin. Would shit. you ever do MMA? Uh, I would try it, but it would have to be against somebody as unexperienced as me. Even if I trained for a couple months, even if I trained for a year, like I would want it to be against somebody who hadn't had any sort of. My debut would have to be against somebody going with their debut, also. Yeah, yeah. but I would try it. Just, just you trying boxing. Like, I am trying boxing. Have you ever been hit in the face? Yeah, I have been. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not really fun. It's not. <laughs> and at the same time, like when you're in a fight, your adrenaline is rushing so much and like you you get hit and it just makes you want to just go even harder. Yeah, but the thing yeah, but that's bad. That's bad in boxing. You run out of stamina. Or in fighting in general, you don't fight with your emotions. You're not supposed to. Because then your technique goes off and then you just start swinging. I mean, that's true, but I mean, I'm talking about like a street fight. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about in your upcoming boxing match. My, I'm excited <laughs> for my upcoming boxing match. I'm very excited. Boxing match October 2nd? October 2nd in <laughs> Miami. It's going to happen. In the Hard Rock Stadium? <laughs> Imagine we rented out Hard Rock Stadium. <laughs> I wonder uh, how much it is to rent out. Sold it out to watch me fight one of my fraternity yeah, brothers. Yeah, it's like a, a small, sec- like only ringside. Oh, and the hilarious. whole stadium just empty. That would be crazy. How many people are going to show up, you think? I, I, I don't know. I haven't advertised anything yet. I'm sure my entire fraternity will be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a lot of like interests in like so many different things like sports, Greek life, you know, it could go on. But do you have any role models in like specifically? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, my dad and my grandpa are probably my two biggest role models. Um, my grandpa was actually uh, signed with the Brooklyn Dodgers to be a pitcher. And then uh, broke his collarbone and never actually did end up pitching in the major leagues. And then, I don't know, my dad has just always been there for me through literally every single thing in my life. Um, he was in the Coast Guard. Uh, he's told me all these Coast Guard stories. And, you know, I don't know my, my family has provided me with such, like, a great life that I look up. Obviously, lo- love my mom, look up to my mom so much. But my, my dad and my grandpa are, like, the two most influential figures in my life. Like, I try to model myself after them and, and do the things that they did because they've done well for themselves so are you close with your family very close like very close how about growing up um growing up obviously like i I was never a person that was like oh my parents suck obviously like i loved my parents always um but i wouldn't say that i always had the best relationship with them just because i was growing up and i was i was a teenager and there's always that teenage like angst and, and all the bullshit that goes on with growing up 
Um, but as I've gotten older, like I moved away and I was like, dang, you know, life is life is way different being away from your parents. Like they do everything for me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'd say now is much better than it was growing up, but there was never any sort of bad relationship. That's good. Yeah. What are some of your biggest pet peeves besides the pickle one, of course? You know, it's crazy. Um, when you told me to start uh, taking like notes to speak about for um, this podcast, I almost just wrote down a list of my pet peeves because so many small things just bother me yeah, so much. Yeah, what are some of them? Um, I hate when people ch- hit their fork when they chew. Like when they take a bite of food, if you hit your fork, it bothers <laughs> Like with your teeth? Oh my God, it's the worst. It actually Dude, I think just, I do that. It, <laughs> it infuriates me. Like, like you hear it and I'm like, your fork good? Like, does it taste good? <laughs> Dylan? Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> uh, growing up, because me and Dylan have been best friends since I was in sixth grade. So almost like eight, nine, maybe 10 years. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he would always bite his fork. So he was telling me about it literally three or four days ago that he stopped biting his fork because every time he did it, I was like, fork tastes good, bud. So he doesn't do it anymore. Like I made him completely stop it. Um, I don't see, I get bothered by just so many small things, which is, is weird. Probably why I went to anger management classes when I was in <laughs> second grade. Uh, I hate hearing like people breathe loudly um, when they're not like doing things. When, when a room is quiet, um, I hate noise. I, I just hate like noise in general. What about like eating noises? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Eating, like, no. the stuff like that just it it infuriates me. I um, can't take that either. Uh, people who walk slowly, <laughs> <laughs> people who drive the speed limit. Like, I know it's the speed limit for a reason, but you should be going faster than that. Not not egregiously no, it's, fast. It's kind of at least five. Bro, like, if yeah. you're not going at least five, if you're like, going, I don't speed, but if you don't go at least five, if you're going forty five, and if you're going no, the worst is when you're going like fifty five on the highway. Oh right? yeah, that's the worst. It, it pisses me the off only, so much. The only like justifiable place is like a neighborhood. Yeah, then, you, you then should be sure. you like twenty five is still kind of slow, but one, sure. That's another sure. one of my pet peeves: going over twenty five in a neighborhood. It's just, I, I mean, you could run me through just like so many things that are that are pet peeves because i i don't know there's like i said it, it's situational too like i'll just get bothered by random stuff sometimes i don't know are you vocal with your pet peeves when they happen <sighs> with people i know people that i'm close to maybe you do something that bothers me like stop <laughs> this makes <laughs> like, me wonder if i've accidentally done any no, like, yeah. breathing you loudly because, or like because we're just having like a conversation right now so obviously i'm not going to be too bothered by stuff but like i'm sitting in a classroom and person next to me oh my god smacking gum smacking gum i will tell you if i don't i'm like shut up stop that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah no smacking gum is is bad um man i'm sure there's a lot was there a lot of that in in school that you that you hear you shut down. in high school in high school yeah especially in high school but I obviously i like knew a lot of people in the classes so i have, i don't know if i've ever had an opportunity to like tell somebody to just shut up chewing gum um but speaking of speaking of high school has there ever been like a teacher that you really messed with like in a good um, way a couple so miss pope uh was my economics teacher in 11th grade uh and she's the reason that i chose to become an economics major she was my advisor for my senior project like she was awesome absolutely loved miss pope like she genuinely cared about me as a person um and she was one of my favorite teachers ever uh, Mr. Holland, who was AP Gov teacher. Mr. Holland's funny. He wasn't like on the same level as Miss Pope in the fact that I could talk to him about life and stuff, but I just loved his class so much and like I looked forward to going in there and just talking to him because even me and him would just, you know, have debates and talk about stuff. And then I really liked Mr. Falls' class just because he was so chill. Like, 
Ooh. I know people don't like Mr. Falls. I never. You like Mr. Falls? I did like Mr. I went to the Philippines with I him, so I mean, I, I feel like I had a different experience. That with dude, Mr. Falls. I don't know, man. I liked him. I, I liked Mr. Falls. So, kind of going back to when you were talking about your pet peeves and you would like call people out, um, would you say in general you're a pretty confrontational person or like you aren't afraid of telling people how it is? Yeah, um, I definitely would say that. Uh, I've never been afraid to share my opinion or like go at it with someone who doesn't have the same opinion as me, which obviously, like we said in high school, probably did get me into, um, you know, a couple couple bad places at, at points. Um and now I, it's pretty much mainly just with sports. Like, I, I'll go on Twitter and just, like we talked about it last episode, I'll just go on Twitter and get in arguments with people about sports just because, you know. But yeah, I, I, confrontational, um, probably. Um, but acting when confronted, 100% all the time, no questions. How about emotionally with your feelings? Are you... <sighs> Are I'm, you connected with your feelings? I'm very uh, reserved. Like, I don't like to put my feelings out there. Like, I don't like people to know how I feel unless it starts, like, eating at me. Because my my number one thing in life is always, I always will put, like, my own personal feelings and, like, benefit for, it, it sounds bad, but I've always been a, yourself first. You got to focus on yourself. Like, you can't put other people's feelings and other people's, you know, successes over yours because otherwise you're going to leave yourself behind. Because um, then you can't help others. Right. Like, I, when on the plane put your mask on before you help others yeah exactly they say that but my um my personal uh repeat the question now i I just went on that little tangent are you are you oh yeah my emotions sorry (laughs) yeah um yeah no i've i've always been reserved with my emotions until those emotions start like interfering with my daily life and then i just have to let it out so you You bottle things up yeah i bottle things up and a lot lot of times it turns into you know like petty anger like i said if i hear someone Mm -hmm. chew and i'm like shut up where like people are being trolls or whatever, and I'm just like, why? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it bothers me. Small things bother me. If I if I release my emotions more, maybe that wouldn't happen, but I don't, and I probably won't. So, even with your close ones, friends, yeah, significant not, others. Mm, I mean, I guess it's it all depends on the situation. Like I'll, my friends, like we'll get mad at each other for a few few minutes, a couple hours or stuff, but then just back to normal. Like I've never, I've been friends with Dylan for nine years, and we've never gotten like a huge huge argument where we were just like fuck you i'm not talking to you anymore ever i just not the way i roll like if if it gets to a point where i'm in a relationship with somebody whether it be a friendship or or like a real relationship and i get to a point where i'm done with the person i don't do second chances like i'm like get go that's it you get one chance and if you fuck it up that's it one chance one chance no more than one that's it done i don't care i just I don't have the energy to keep giving people chance after chance after chance because I don't think people change. Like you could say that people change, but um, I think deep down, it was just weird because I said I've changed yeah. a lot, but I had like a emotionally traumatic experience that like formed me into a new person. Um, but I, I, like so if, do people change or not? <laughs> if you cheat on, if you cheat on, like that, I think in a relationship, like if you cheat on somebody and you're like, I'm never, I've changed, I'll never cheat on you again. That's not true. Mm-hmm. But like if you're like, I was a bad person and then I had, you know, my traumatic family experience that changed who I was and now I care about people I think you can change in that way makes sense makes I think sense. it'd be situational but I don't know it sounds it sounds a little hypocritical to say that people can't change but I did but I think that you can change through um experiences yeah through a lot like you can't change overnight you know, yeah yeah mm-hmm. it takes a long time and you like if you're <laughs> if you're 
a cheater or you're a robber or murderer or whatever and you say oh, i've changed i don't think that that ever leaves you ever doesn't matter how much you try mm-hmm. so you think you, if there kind of has to be an event that like forces you to change you can't yeah. just be like i'm a new person like i'm becoming yeah you, like i know people wake up and they're like i choose peace i choose you know this after yeah. <laughs> being just a complete piece of shit their whole life um that doesn't that doesn't happen i don't think so so has there been like um have you ever had any close friends like really i know you were f- close with dylan but have you ever had like a close friend for a long time you said no second chances if they really mess up has that happened <sighs> i don't think that's happened yet in my life um because i'm very um careful with who i choose to let into my life in the first place like i don't i don't really like to have um you know acquaintances people that i'm like just friends with just just because like i i always like to have people in my life that that will um help me at least in some aspect like grow myself and i'll help them grow themselves and be successful in life so i haven't i mean maybe when i was younger I'm, i'm sure it had happened at some point but I can't recall anybody like super close with me that I would just like, that's it after one time because I haven't had that chance to, I don't even know um, like if that came up, how it would go down, but it hasn't. So hopefully it doesn't. So your circle is tight, very tight, very tight. And it's because you don't like acquaintances. Yeah. I've always been that way. Like I've always liked to have a few really close friends than a lot of. Yeah. I feel that decent friends. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, I guess it's something with um, being comfortable and, and being able to go to those people with anything. Like if you if you have a bunch of friends and you're not really, really close with anybody, like what are you going to do when you're having problems and you need to talk to somebody? Or what are you going to do when, you know, something comes up and you need somebody to be there for you? Like I'm not going to hit up somebody that I see twice a week, uh, you know, randomly, sporadically to be there for me in like my most needy times. Yeah, it makes sense. If you had a hundred thousand dollars right now and you had to spend it, you can't invest it. You have to spend it on material objects or experiences. What would you spend it on? World tour, easy. I love traveling. Everything. A hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars is going into a full world tour. Like I'm going all of Europe, all of South America, all of Asia. Like I'm hitting it. I'm want- hitting everything. Can you even? Sp- I wonder what a hundred thousand dollar vacation even looks like. See, the thing is, once you get to Europe, it's cheap to travel with yeah, inside. Exactly. Of Europe, so mm-hmm. I just gotta get from here. Dude, a hundred thousand dollars is a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, ten thousand dollars. Boom. You can travel ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Do I have ten thousand dollars right now to spend? Okay. How about just material objects? Are you into material objects? Do you enjoy them? Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a materialistic person. Like, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing though. People always have this concept of materialism, and they're like. Oh, it's so shameful that you care more about material possessions yeah. than like, you know, feelings. <laughs> that doesn't make much sense to me, bro. Like, I feel better in a box logo. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> That's how it goes. Speaking of box logos, real quick, quick tangent. You see, you see the market on those cause ones. They're probably very tanked. low. Are they? I'm yeah. about to buy one off my cousin for sixty dollars. For a bogo, the yellow one. Wow, bro, that's not. It's not the same as when we were in it's high school. It's not the same. It's really I might. Not. I honestly might not even buy it anymore. I don't know. That's crazy. We'll see. <laughs> wow, sixty bucks. Nah, that. I mean, yeah. I remember, remember in like high school, you get any box logo 12, at, 13, at least twelve hundred dollars. Wow. And they're running for sixty bucks. 
Okay, so $10,000, what material object are you buying or objects? And I probably just stack up my closet because like, I like to wear um, coordinated outfits and stuff. Today's not as cool. How'd you get into that? Because I remember you weren't into that until like a little bit later in high school. I don't I don't really Who know. Who got you into that? I just rem- I remember, um, it was probably, honestly, it was probably you at some point. <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to remember. Like, I remember you talking about Supreme at some point, And then it was the week that they did their collaboration with Scarface. I remember that. Yeah. And so that was the very first Supreme t-shirt I ever bought. But I texted my dad because I was in class and I didn't know anything. But I was like, dad, can you please try and get me this Scarface t-shirt on Supreme? It's at 11 a.m. Thursday morning. Please, please, please. <laughs> and it was so funny. Like he, he came home with like the receipt printed out on a piece of printer <laughs> paper and he handed it to me. And like, I remember just being so excited when, when it came Did in. Did he flip well? I kept it. I still have okay, it. Okay. Yeah, I still have it. Um, Scarface t-shirt, the shower t-shirt. He's in there with like the pistol held up to his temple. Great movie, by the way. Scarface is a great That's movie. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but I, I think it was you. And then I remember like that happening and I remember getting the first Supreme t-shirt. And I remember learning about reselling and, and you know, buying like bots and stuff. And you I started, went further with it than I did. I started following like Supreme Week's news. Remember and, and FSMM? Yeah, fuck school, make money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was our, that was our is, saying. Is that, that's your motto. <laughs> that was our motto. Yep. Fuck, Fuck school, school, make, make money. money. That's so that's funny. So <laughs> funny. Wait. So do you have any other like mottos that uh, you love? Yeah. By what are or? some? Yeah. Because like yeah. I have a list of life notes, I've, and I only write them down if I like truly yeah. live by it. I've I've heard a lot of your mottos. There's actually. a there's like a good thirty bullet points on here. Wow. That's a crazy question i don't think i was prepared for that one yeah do you have any like um, sayings like moment, you know it's cliche so things funny. that motivate you you know what is actually so funny it sounds so stupid but you really do only live once like do it just go do whatever you want to do because you're not gonna have another I thought chance you to believed do. in the egg theory i'm alive <laughs> i'm alive right now i'm possessing this body i am only positive for sure that i'm gonna live this one life so like i actually do say you know fuck it yolo like yeah, it sounds so stupid. I can't believe I'm saying that right now. Yolo, it's Yolo because it, it was a meme like ten yeah, years it ago. So dumb, but like I don't know. You kind of embody um, full send. Like fucking do it, do it, go. So where are you on the spectrum between like full send, like just live a crazy life, and just filling your potential to the max? I think don't they go hand in hand? No, like, full send is more like go party, go crazy. Potential but, is like grind so you can have uh, make a mark on the time, world at the same time like i view full send as like yo go after your dreams go after your aspirations like if you want to start up a business and, and people are telling you you're not going to be successful like go do it try it full send like, yeah what's stopping you there's literally no success story that i know didn't start with a leap of faith that there that and there's no failure in it like literally everyone has had failure. Yeah, you, everybody's failed. And and like that's my thing with life right now. Like I obviously like I had uh, the baseball thing when I was like, damn, like I failed at baseball. I, that was, I felt like that was always my one chance to go do something huge with my life. But I mean, there are just so many opportunities. Like you, you just, I've always felt like I was really good at stuff, but I was never great at anything. That's what I, dude, that's what I felt like up until like last year. I was yeah. like, I've never had a thing. Like I mean, you've had baseball. Mine I never baseball, had a yeah. thing, like, like that guy that does ba- he does baseball. This guy does basketball. This guy is like a movie guy. I mean, I don't, don't you think it's a good thing though? Because it just shows you're like trying so many different things and like. Yeah, but I there's a saying 
I'm more afraid of the guy who practices one kick a thousand times rather than the guy that practices a thousand kicks one time. Wow. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because I've just pursued so many like avenues in life. Like I told you, I started my own podcast and like I was good at it. I didn't, I wasn't great at it. You know, I did baseball and, and I felt like I was pretty like really good at it and had a chance to do something, but I was never going to be a, I, I was realistic with it. I, there was never a chance for me to go play in the MLB. I wasn't one of the 500 best players in the world. That's just mm-hmm. not realistic. You know, like I'm good at poker. I'm not great at it. I'm, you know. Yeah. I, a teacher, a professor told me last year to do more things you're good at. Like, that's, so if you're bad at it, just stop doing it. That's not, why he said stop doing it, but I don't think you should completely stop doing so it. Like, but he said it will find the things you're good at and like just full send that. That's why I want to be a sports agent because I'm really good at, you know, debating people and having conversations and and stuff like that. And I'm really good at understanding sports and and sports knowledge and statistics and and how to get people like good contracts and stuff by using what they've done in their life. So I think sports agent's a great path for me or, you know, down the line, we'll see what happens. But yeah, do it all because unfulfilled potential is scary. Yeah. It really yeah, because like imagine just dying and you didn't do, like this was your cap of what you could do in life, but you just didn't get there. That would suck. <laughs> that I mean, really dude, that would sucks. suck. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess you would never know. Yeah, maybe that's you what would. I was thinking. Oh, oh, dude, speaking of you would never know. Quick tangent. <laughs> I was watching this thing on the simulation. Right. This makes sense. So mm-hmm. we're either not. We're either. There's going to be a line of people making sim- worlds that have simulations, right? So, like, one day we're going to be able to make a simulation. And that simulation, each time that happens, the simulation is going to make a simulation once yeah. they get smart enough. Each time, Tyson, right? it gets, each time it gets, they get less smarter. So, we're either the first one, the Doesn't first matter. world of that line, or we're the most recent version of the simulation. Yeah, we'd never know. So it's a fi- it's a coin toss. So we fifty fifty. We are. We're not. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it was Neil deGrasse Tyson who said like, it doesn't matter because you're either so far advanced that we're the last one, or or we're just so non advanced that we're the first one. Yep. Who cares? So yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it really it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the long run, but it's interesting to think about. Consumes a lot of my time and and thoughts. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time watching like documentaries like informational stuff yeah i do yeah i've always uh i've came up with this thing that like you know the whole thing you are who your friends are like by the people you you surround surround yourself i've started to believe that you are um also a combination of like the stuff you consume you know what's Mm -hmm. so crazy you know that new bo burnham netflix comedy special no okay i've heard of it yeah it's, it's, it's like um it's a lot of the sounds from it are on TikTok right now. It's like, you know, the oceans rising, like I give a shit. Oh, yeah. So, but it's all from Bo Burnham's comedy special. And he does this one uh, skit in it where he's talking about the internet and how like you just consume so much and you consume everything and you can go to any corner of the internet and there's every single thing on earth exists on the internet. And like, you just become a product of every single thing that you consume. But he was like, at this point, and he's, he's obviously saying it in like a comedic sense, but it just makes sense because the world is so digital that the real world doesn't even feel like the real world anymore and that the real world exists digitally. Yeah. Because so many people spend the majority of their time on the internet and like 
living in that space rather than living out in the real world that the digital world is more important than dude it's literally we're literally gonna live on the internet in the future it's kind of weird he said it so like, he obviously says it jokingly because he's a comedian but it's yeah, true like it holds it a lot of weight so like, you agree with michael and that you are what you consume 100 percent. yeah oh you, that's why like i look for this in people like what they do spend their free time doing like obviously you're gonna watch like dumb tiktok and stuff but yeah. the people that take their time to like watch informational stuff and take their time to like watch like ted talks or stuff they're much you can see that they're much smarter bro throw me on jeopardy i would just i I watch jeopardy and like like i could actually genuinely compete on this i know a lot of like random trivia you know what i mean like i just Mm -hmm. because i watch so much stuff like they ask me about airport logistics (laughs) easy (laughs) no at all that's so random random, but like i i get into like these um you know like I'll watch a video about something I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. And then I'll just watch a bunch of videos about it. And then I'll just repeat the cycle with something else. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. is your favorite kind of thing to watch? What's, um, or what's one topic that just really is fascinating to you? Hmm. Uh, one topic here. I'll tell you about a channel first or a couple of channels. There's a channel called Wendover productions. I don't know if you've heard of Wendover Productions. They do like 13, 14 minute videos. And they talk about just a bunch of random stuff. Like, um, like scenarios and they talk like airport logistics, like why planes don't fly over Tibet and, and stuff like that. Um, I watched a bunch of videos about like crime in Asia and like bank heists and like China and South Korea and stuff and, and why they happen and how they're different from the U S and stuff. And I don't know. I've, I've always been into like true, true crime, I guess is probably one of my most interesting topics that I've watched a lot about. So, That's like, cool. what other niche interests do you have that are, like, not things like, oh, sports or, like, debate or boxing stuff? Like, what is some, like, very specific, like, niche things that you're just interested in or know a lot about? <laughs> airports. It's weird. <laughs> Every time I go to a new airport, like, I'm really into, like, the design of it, the architecture of the airport. Um, What's you know, your favorite airport? Uh, my favorite airport is probably the Tokyo airport, that, the one that yeah. I've been to. Um. I really, really, really hate Atlanta. I hate it. I hate Miami's That's airport. That's the busiest one in the world, right? Yeah. Atlanta? I ha- because it's just way too big. It's 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 not needed to be that big. I mean, it technically is because it's <laughs> the most busy airport in the world, but it's just so annoying. Like, it's frustrating. As a, as somebody who, like, commercially uses an airport, it's frustrating. Um, <laughs> what a weird thing, airports. Um, airports are cool. They're really cool, right? Like I'm saying, it's just cool to see all the different kinds of airports. Like the Charlotte airport is built really cool, but it bothered me that they didn't yeah, have a like Dunkin' a, Donuts like we talked about like last spider. episode. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, um, <laughs> Miami's airport bothers me because um, when you get dropped off at the um, departures gate, the flights to Norfolk are always at D68, which is the farthest gate away from the entrance, and it takes 20 <laughs> minutes to walk there. Oh, my gosh. Um, I like Tampa's airport a lot. Um, I like Manila's airport. Manila's airport is cool. But yeah. I don't remember the airport. Santiago's airport, the one in, in Chile. We got off the plane and then took like a 20 minute bus ride to the terminal, which confused me. I was, I was like, why are we? Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, I was like, how big is this airport actually? Um, but yeah, I think airports is probably like, I don't know if I'm interested in airports in the fact that like it's a niche interest, but I think they're really cool. That's they're cool. They're so different all over the world. Before we wrap things up, anything you want to say to the audience? Um, yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, I think for real though. I think that 
there's a lot more to me than people would think just by looking at me. Uh, I'm sure that's, I mean, not sure that's the same about every other. It is the same about pretty much every person on earth. Everybody has their own. Everyone and everything. Everybody has their own individual stories. Everybody has their own experiences. Everybody has things that have shaped them into the person that they are. And I think that by looking at somebody and, and judging them based off, you know, whatever stereotypes you have in your head, you're doing yourself and them a disservice. So, yeah, we all we've talked about this a lot. You don't never know anything. Give mm-hmm. like give, we don't know anything. Like if you really think about it, you don't know anything. Give give people a chance. You'll be surprised by the things that you encounter. And every everyone is wrong. It just matters how wrong they are. That's also something I heard recently. That's yeah. an interesting way to look yeah. at it. Like everyone's wrong when you're talking about stuff. Everyone's wrong, but how wrong are you? Yeah. That's cool. How about to your your older self? You in um, five years. Me in five years. This is a message. This is a time capsule. Time so Thomas, if you're watching this like tomorrow or something, skip over this part. <laughs> Don't watch this for another five years. Only people on the internet can watch this and then in five, five years. years we'll come back and check in. Um Wait, what's the date? July 1st, 2026. This is the next time I'll see this yeah, clip. Yeah, this is wow. time capsule. So skip um, over this, Thomas. Hope you're doing well. Hope you graduated law school. Hopefully um, hopefully you found you know your, your uh, place in life. Hopefully you've started to do something big. Hopefully maybe you've started a family. Hopefully um, you know, you're just doing everything you can to further yourself and be successful and most of all, I hope that you're happy. Great. All right. Anything we want to plug? Um, I just we'll drop the uh, Instagram again. Tom T O M M dot B I L. Um, you know, I, I would love to uh, hear from people, and and if you have any more questions about me, I would love to answer them because, you know, I, I do enjoy speaking and I enjoy um, you know meeting new people and and doing new things. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it. Look out for uh, my podcast coming in August, and uh, that's all for now. Yep, and we're going to be having guests once a week from now on, probably. And I'm 95% sure sure that's going to happen. So on next Friday, you'll see a new guest. I don't know who it is yet, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.